Welcome to Say It's Lit, the one and only podcast embracing queer narratives, where every topic is fair game. Get ready for some serious sass and juicy insights into everything queer. I'm your unfiltered host, Maticus, and I'm about to plunge into the unheard stories of the vibrant queer and ally communities. So hold on tight because we're not just breaking the silence, we're obliterating it. Ready, set, slay. Hey guys, it's Maticus, and we're here on Say It's Lit, and I'm here with my friend Art. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. You sound you sound tired. I'm a little nervous. This is my first podcast. Nervous? So I haven't done this in a while. I, I mean, like, you're on camera all the time. Yeah, but you know, it's not like this when it's not really caught. So, uh, but I'll get better. Weren't you at a premiere at a movie this week? Yeah, I was at a movie premiere this week, so it was pretty fun. Yeah. So I'm still a little hangover. So. Do you think you'd ever be in a movie? Um, I don't think so. I think that I have a very hard chance to get in a movie because of uh, my accent. So, and it was never really my priority to get in a movie. I mean, it would yeah. be fun, but and I feel like if you live in the U.S., you have an accent. It's pretty hard. I mean, some people can do it, but it's like one out of a million. So. I mean, like Tom Holland's like Spider-Man did it. Uh, isn't he from UK? <laughs> so it's a little different when you have a UK accent and the Ukrainian accent. True, true. Like, so, I, I'll, I'll give you I mean, I'm sure that. there are some other ones uh, who have an accent, and but it's like you can cut yeah. them on both hands. You so. could probably be like in like the Archer cartoon or something. That'd be cool. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Whatever. If you want to cast me, I'm pretty open to it. Well, I'll see. I'm pretty satisfied with social media now. I okay. feel like it's more fun sometimes. All right. So for those that don't know you, who are you and what do you do? Uh, I create content for LGBTQ people on social media. So we create comedy skits or interviews in a street with gay people. And I do YouTube. I love YouTube. And I put there like my blogs or my boyfriend stuff i mean boyfriend not that much sometimes but mostly like my blogs travels uh-huh. and then i would like interview other people about their stories and about where they came from and what they've been through and i do live streams there so if you want to come to my live stream sunday at 4 p.m eastern time it's like come through yeah i was like your your boyfriend's page is really just your page though like it, you you run that page i don't we really don't do much for this. We post like 10 videos and that's it. Oh, okay. Because so it's, like, it's, it's like really... brand new, right? No, uh, this is like five months now. But like we really don't do that because it's, oh. it's not his priority. Yeah. We'll find a couple of videos here and there. But, you know, he's doing his own thing. I'm doing my own thing. Okay. It was cute. I was like, this is a good like secondary thing. I, I, you know, we're definitely not Nikki and Pierre. So <sighs> you don't want that. You wouldn't want that. I really don't want that. Yeah. So I, we're definitely not doing this kind of stuff. It's oh. just sometimes here and there we'll do a video, but not much. That was such an unfortunate breakup. Were you, were you sad? No. You I expected think... it? Um, I have no opinion on this, to be honest. <laughs> Are they your friends? You know them? Or... I think that, uh, I don't know. I really have no opinions. I've never met those people. I just met them on TikTok. You know what I mean? So I really, it's really hard to tell, but it's like, I feel like whenever you work together all the time and you date someone, sometimes work and dating is not the best thing to do. Yeah. Because then you have to, you kind of depend on each other too much. And I feel like that's what can break the relationships. And because like, you know, let's say if I date someone who is doing content and is like, he wants to do content, I just want to sleep. Yeah. Then he's going to force me to do content. It's not going to be good. And I'll get mad at him. You know what I mean? So I would never want to date someone who is... uh, And then, you know, if I would do, like, couples videos all the time, like, too many comments in your relationships, that's too much for me, you know? So I kind of, like, I'm... I don't know. I don't see the point of dating someone who does... I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I I enjoy... When actors date, they divorce pretty often. Maybe there is a reason. So, I don't know. The, the part that I heard in there with maybe with my selective hearing was that um, you're like, yeah, when his videos are bad, like you don't want to, like, what about when yours are bad? You, you wouldn't be able to handle him like calling you out for that. What do you mean? Like uh, if you you guys are, you know, obviously producing content together, like are you prepared for your partner to tell you like, hey, this is like a shitty video? I don't know. I'm fine with it being a shitty video. Yeah. I'm all for it. It's just uh, if it's objective criticism and stuff. But like, you know, that's why I don't date someone who does content. I'm only friends with those people. <laughs> so I don't think that there needs to be, you know, there's plenty of things in the relationship that you can fight about. Yeah. So I don't think the work needs to be one of them. What's your number one argument? 
Uh, there's we really don't argue that much. It's mostly like small things, or like, yeah. Can you take out the trash? No, you take out the trash. <laughs> the trash. It was like we're both the man. Uh, like, can you like pick up your socks or like, yeah. you, like, sir? It's like we both do this stuff, but it's like pretty domestic life. Every single couple who yeah. lives together, they can probably relate to this stuff. Well, or like I would talk during the movies and really you're a movie like, talker like at the theater or at home both <laughs> no, no i'm not talking like get us kicked out no i'm not talking like all the time but like i would be like getting into character too much you know and like run around the apartment yelling <laughs> katniss yeah or pita and uh you know or like when someone dancing on rupaul i would start uh, dancing in front of the tv okay that's not necessarily the most pleasure things to see the way maybe so that sounds entertaining though that is fine there for a second (laughs) but then you just want to shut up Mm so yeah i'm a movie talker sometimes but i'm really working with myself to stop doing this like when you say you're a movie talker like are you like calling things out wrong in the movie or you're like trying to guess the plot or like what no i'm not trying to guess the plot i'm just like uh, getting into character you know like because you're like i'm in this movie uh i'm just like I'll, I'll watch a movie and I want it to be my personality for a week if I really like it. So that's kind of like the, the downside of watching a movie with me. Wait, it, it's going to be your personality for a week? If I really like the movie, like I can just, you know, get it and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, you're like, I have a volunteer as tribute or like, what, what's your thing? Like, I mean, I definitely right volunteer as a tribute. <laughs> No, I, I don't know. If I watch the RuPaul Drag Race, mm-hmm. we would like sit in a restaurant out of nowhere, I would just start saying, Sasha Colby, Anitra, Mistress Isabel Brooks, Spice, Sugar, Malaysia Baby Doll Fox. Yeah. You know, it's like gonna be so weird. It was like, all right, why you do this? I was like, like, I don't know, I just felt like this. Yeah, so <laughs> that would be my personality. That's funny though. Yeah, I guess that would like kind of throw me off a little bit, but you know. <laughs> maybe not a little bit. <laughs> I'm like, it's supposed to be. We're supposed to be having a nice dinner this one time. Yeah, like, you can never take anything seriously. Yeah, I'm but, pretty serious, but no. Yeah, sometimes I'm not. Well, that's that's cute though. So okay, all right. So you talked around the movies. That's a flaw. That's a red flag, actually. I think it's a red flag. Whatever. Yeah. You know, I guess it's a, a beige flag, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, but. Okay, so we know that you do content creation for the LGBT community. I've I've seen you interview straight people, or so they say they are. Like it's d- content for LGBTQ community, but it's for the community. Uh, but I don't think it's a good like community. It's entertainment. Yeah, you know what I mean. The audience is LGBTQ community, and sometimes it broads up. But um, even when I talk to straight people, majority of the time it can be re- relevant to gay. Or mm-hmm. nothing. Like I would ask them. So what I think about gay guys give you a compliment or mm-hmm. do you ever hook up with a gay guy or something like this. But sometimes there are broad yeah. topics, but I really kind of like, I really kind of like stop doing yeah. content for straight people. So, so I, I feel that. So we were talking about this earlier. Like, have you ever had like occasions where like where you recorded somebody and they regretted it, they didn't want you to post it or that, you know, it was just like a bad situation? Yeah, I had a couple of times because I did art in a park. It was content for straight people. <laughs> It's basically me going to Central Park and talk to people who are from all over the world and like ask their opinions and mm-hmm. stuff. And there was this French girl, and I know when the video is gonna go viral. <laughs> so whenever she was speaking, I knew it's gonna get a lot of attention. And uh, there was this French girl. I was like, "What's your opinion about U.S.?" And she's like, "I was very disappointed when I came here with her beautiful French accent." Oh. And she was like, "You guys are so wasteful. There's so much plastic. You guys." not recycling and also you guys i was like wait they, don't they have starbucks and stuff in france and she's like yes but mostly people will go in a cafe and like have a glass mm-hmm, or a cup of water or whatever and um i was like oh, that's interesting and then she was like you guys are always saying that it's a free country it's democracy and then your women rights are pretty much hurting and you're like doing all this stuff for abortion so she kept going yeah she kept, wow, every wow. single word she said i was like okay put in the mic uh, yeah I, I, I saw that what is gonna happen and uh tiktok at least a year ago when i worked uh, when i did like um can't say abortion. Art in the park no, uh, it was not about it. Okay. It was about that TikTok was pushing very often um, to the country where they say they're from. Oh. So, yeah, pretty much, I don't know if it works this way still, but my account, there was art in a park at the time, and it was only straight people. Mm-hmm. 
uh, it was pushing to the countries where they're from. Mm -hmm. So she went viral as expected and she went viral in France and um, she texted me on Instagram and she got like 2 million views in like, I don't know, 12 hours. It was mm -hmm. pretty fast. And all the comments, they were in French. So there was a bunch of French comments. And she texted me on Instagram and she said, I'm sorry, like, I really like doing this video and I'm standing behind what I, you know, said. And the girl, poor girl, she has like 700 followers. She's not used to like being in oh, social no. media, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And she texted me and she said, I really like the video, but like, there's just so much attention yeah. I got from the video and it makes me uncomfortable. And it's like, and she said that it's positive attention, majority of it, at least she said from her friends. But she said that it's just too much for her and she can take out on the video. And there was some one guy who was a gay guy, actually. They talked about their open relationships. And then he said that um, they were open. It was like couple. They were pretty happy. Yeah. They also knew me. And the video did well, but it didn't like go super viral. But people were super judgmental in comments. That he was like, you know, our family saw this and like any chance they can take it down. So I was like, yeah, I'll take it down. I don't care. I never really <laughs> need people to, yeah, like if someone wants where me. Did, where did the couple live? I think of California because oh, okay. it was in LA. Whenever people ask me to take down, I really don't care. I'll take it down because I like, I don't want to make people feel uncomfortable. And for some people, it's just. There was one guy, I went to Spain mm -hmm. and I did this uh, challenge. I was like, can you guys kiss for 60 euro? That was fun. Yeah, it was pretty, I was like Spain hunter. And it was, I, <laughs> did, I didn't want to do it for a long time. I was just, yeah. it's going to be like my Spanish adventure. Mm -hmm. And there was like two guys who were super cute. Yeah. And they kissed and they were like, I knew like they would do well because they were super cute and kind. I don't know. And then he texted me, hey, any chance you can actually <laughs> don't post this video because you know, my family is very conservative mm -hmm. and I didn't think about it in a moment, even though I gave them 60 euro. Right. So, you know what I mean? But they're like, you can post other parts of the video and just don't post this one. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to post this one. It's, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, it's not up to me. It's people who make the content. So I don't want people to be upset. Yeah. I, I, I almost, I forgot you did that. That was actually really entertaining. I was like, where does this come from? I don't know how long that series was going to be, but it was, it was fun to watch. Too much effort for this, you know, like. And people are like, oh, that's so creepy. If mm -hmm. someone all did it, it would be like, bro, it's pure entertainment. Yeah. Like, Laugh and his straight guys doing something gay. There was yeah. like, forever in the movies and stuff. And uh, I don't see anything wrong with it. And it was pretty fun. Yeah. Because the guys in Spain, they were pretty dumb. Like, majority of people who we asked to do this, mm -hmm. they were fine. Yeah. They didn't care. Way more, like, fluid. Yeah, like here in America, I don't think we would get a lot of people. We tried to do, my friend tried to do something like this in Florida. And <laughs> they're not they in Florida. Yeah, actually, Florida. That's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> With the college guys, but they're like literally, did, they did, they did like this. Yeah. That was it. And she paid them a hundred bucks. I was like, wow. The video went viral though. So. I mean, you got some guys like to like full on make out. Yeah, there was like, yeah. It's so yeah. funny because I asked them to kiss. It's up to them. And right. he told me, like, with Stan. And it was like, without Tan. Yeah. Maybe he didn't really understood me. Yeah. And then there were like Tan situation there. And then he was like going hard. One guy and the other was like, wasn't. So I was like, okay, give me a Tan. He's been waiting. But I was like, I was actually, first video was like, just a quick kiss and I'll give you 50 euro. But then I was like, no, we need video retention. <laughs> so I was telling them first five seconds and I was like, oh, let's do 10 seconds. So we did there you 10 go. seconds. I mean, it worked. It made sense. Yeah. It was, so. was a good thing. What's coming up next? Some more secrets. There's really so many secrets that I don't even know about. No, I'm just kidding. No, I just, uh, what do I mean by what's coming up next? I feel like I'm trying to constantly evolve in my content mm -hmm. and like do different things, not the same things. So I'm trying different things like game shows and stuff. And uh, we will see where it's go. I'm just pretty happy where I am now. So I don't think that next couple months needs to be a quick jump or something for sure it's just needs to be uh, low-key i just like consistency yeah, absolutely i'm pretty happy guys <laughs> we smashed the like button yeah. i really appreciate it people don't realize this stuff yeah people don't realize bit. that it's for them it's just like mm -hmm. but every single like it's like gives you like 10 views probably it's my conspiracy theory mm -hmm. or like pushes it to 10 more people you yeah know what i mean yeah. the same audience 
So if you see this, if you see this podcast and stuff, please smash the like because it really helps. Especially if you like the person. If you don't really like them, you know, don't yeah. do this. But if you like your creators, I always tell like, the least you can do, just smash the like. And the most you can do, subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree, especially because we're on my podcast right now. Definitely smash the like and follow. Yeah. Um, okay, so we talked about where you are and where you've gone. Let's talk about where you're from. Like, how'd you get here? Where, 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 how'd this all start? It started when I was 10. Really? Yeah. It started when I was 10 and I realized, that, like, this is not a good place for me to be. Yeah. Where were you? In Ukraine, East region, um, where the war broke out at first in 2014. So I was from the part where the war broke out first, but no one knew about it. It was not as popular in news as 2022. I think because it was not as, yeah, because, because it was not as big, but it was yeah. still happening. So uh -huh. I was like, when I was 10 years old, I uh, kind of just out of nowhere started thinking about living in Ukraine. And I was 10. Yeah. I don't know how it comes to your head. <laughs> and like, yes, oh, I'm no. from a pretty poor family. And uh, we didn't really have a lot. You know, there was a lot of times when like, if we buy yogurt, yeah. it's going to offend our monthly budget. Mm -hmm. So legit, it was like pretty hard time sometimes. But I would not say that I'm not from a happy family. For sure. Like there was a lot of like my grandparents and my mom, they raised me. There, there was a lot of like, they gave away everything they could. So especially like my mom getting like a lot of work jobs. But I was 10 and then I was 12. Mm -hmm. And then when I was 12, I saw this guy, his name is Michel Tillo. He was singing a song in Portuguese. It's like, Nossa, Nossa, si, você me mata. And it was so fun. And I was like, oh, why don't I move to like Spain? And I was like, started Googling and I started learning mm -hmm. Spanish by myself. How old were you? 12. Okay. So this time I was 12. At 10, I started to think about it. Mm -hmm. like, at 12, I kind of started like, I'm going to move to Spain. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, my mom, my yeah. mom was like, look, I was like, you're 12. <laughs> like, shut up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I was very persistent. I learned the Spanish. For, okay, very persistent. But I learned the Spanish for like months mm -hmm. or like months or two just by myself. And then I Googled that Spain doesn't really have a great economy. Yeah. So I don't know if it's changed or not. You guys let me know in comments. But... <laughs> <laughs> but basically I was like okay what country I can go and it was like I googled the US and uh, I really liked TV show Friends mm -hmm. and because th they would put like dubbing all the kind of stuff uh, like Friends a bunch of others like Sabrina the Witch Girl whatever her name was so uh, I would like watch this American TV show, Gossip Girl. Gossip but I actually Girl. didn't watch her till like I was 19. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't really, cause Gossip Girl ended pretty when I was young. And then when I was like 16, the war broke out. I was 17 mm -hmm. and I was like 40 miles from my home. So it was like, I really, and plus I had really not the great, like I was pretty good in a high school in terms of I had my good moments, but it was a lot of like, I didn't tell anyone I was gay. Yeah. But like people kind of knew and like people, older people knew and like they didn't like me because the way I behave, mm -hmm. or like the way I walk or sometimes I would, I was pretty feminine. And then, cause I was hanging out with girls a lot. Yeah. And then I kind of tried to like push myself, like be more masculine see the way I walk, make sure I don't walk bad, or see the way I talk, make sure I don't say yes. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a moment when there was a guy, okay, that's wild in Ukraine, hot take, but yeah. when I was growing up, like it was pretty legit that the girls would date, like the girl would be 13 and her boyfriend would be like 22. What? Yeah, and their parents would know about it and they would be fine and, and it was pretty popular in our town. Okay. So I would hang out with like girls and they would have this boyfriends who are like 20, 22, 17, the father <laughs> So we're all friends, we're drinking, but I know what 22 year old has in common with 13 year old, but that was, you know. What was the drinking age there? 18, okay. but I started drinking when I was 10. So yeah, it was- That's when we started thinking. <laughs> my first time I threw up from vodka, I was like 12. It was <laughs> the end of the seventh grade. And wow. it was like, we, we went, basically there was a, like during the week, there was a, this thing called bazaar. It's like market. Uh -huh. It doesn't work during the week, but during the weekdays, it's like everyone brings their meat there, they sell shit. So we would go to this bazaar because police wouldn't come there. Got it. it was pretty popular for police to like catch you and mm -hmm. charge you or like your parents, you know, 
So they never they never caught me though. There were times when we were like running away from it's them. Quick. Yeah, I was quick. I was running for my life. I was running for my life. I was so scared. <laughs> so yeah, and we had our first vodka and like my girlfriends were like dating these older guys or like 15, 17 years old, you know. There was only a couple of girls who like dated the guy who was like 22. And it was like one, maybe two girls. The two same girls. guy? No, not the same okay. guy. Uh, but yeah. And then it was so funny. I remember this now. It's actually when we were drinking beer. And in Ukraine, you can have like this place. Uh, like there is like houses, like mm. five floors, six floors. And they have like tables. Yeah and chairs like in a yard between those houses so mm -hmm. we were drinking a beer and police came to us and we were like actually we were like probably 13 14 and those guys were like 22 20 something yeah. like this and you can't drink in public place like this and oh. we we're drinking so that was the one time then police, police actually came to us but they didn't touch us mm -hmm. they didn't touch the girls and me but they got the guys yeah the the guys. but then the the guys got out pretty quickly did you guys did you run though is that why or? no 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 this one i didn't run i ran another time when i was like 16 probably or 15 so i ran the other time i'm a track star <laughs> <laughs> no yeah and then i was just hanging out there so we were uh hanging out with girls a lot and then i was trying to be more masculine and stuff but like i knew it's not the best place for gay people and if someone tells you that it got better you know, I had a conversation with some guys from Europe who were like live in Europe, but they were from Ukraine. It's like it got so much better. It got so much better. It got better because you're a white, straight passing male uh, who doesn't dress any other way because you can pass as a straight guy. Mm -hmm. Like that's why maybe they will not. But still, like I heard a lot of stuff from other people who are like, because there are some radical groups sometimes and yeah. they do they pursue you and stuff. Really? So I knew it's not the best. Yeah, it's like what does that? What does that mean? Is it like, can you be gay in Ukraine? Um, I think you can down low, but I don't think you really well, I don't know that's, What I don't What know. would happen if you're openly gay? Like what's... I heard a lot of stories. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of bad stories that like, you know, if you go to police and someone beat you up sometimes, sometimes, you know, they would not do much. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you, you have really no protection. Again, I don't know how it's now because I left 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Do I think it changed? I don't know. So you guys let me know in comments. <laughs> so no. would, you, would it be considered like like Russia or Dubai or like the way that they they saw gay at that time? I don't know. You see, I left when I was seventeen. Yeah. So I tried my best to pretend I'm straight, but then yeah. again, like I would get followed by guys just for existence. Yeah. Who try to like beat me up and shit. Really? I was I was just so tired of this. It was so annoying, and I really just existed, and people mm -hmm. would just hate me for my existence. Really. Yeah, it's but I was still like pretty good in high school. I had a lot of like respect, mm -hmm. but at the same time, there was like specific like neighborhoods. But I know like this person lives there. I better not go there. Yeah, not pass it and like be scared. That was pretty embarrassing too, because you know you're like pretend to be straight, walk with a girl, and like yeah. you don't want to, <laughs> you don't want to get not those places. It. Yeah, so I was seventeen, and I was like, okay, so basically war started and then i lived next to the war and my mom was not making money that much mm -hmm. she had like three jobs at this point probably and she was like pulling up and then of the high school you have prom so you have to buy yourself a suit and yeah. stuff so we were borrowing money for suit you know and then there was this idea go to poland and to go to poland it cost like us total probably like eighty thousand in my currency wow. so just for comparison see she was making Five, three thousand in my currency. So, and mm -hmm. plus we have to leave, pay stuff. So, how did we make it happen? So, yeah. my mom was very like, I came to her and I was like, I think if you send me there, like I really work hard mm -hmm. and I'll get like two jobs and go to school because it was pretty easy to get in a school there. So, I was like, I'll get in a school and I have two jobs and like just send me like give like let's just figure out how to do this. Yeah, and um, the one thing that was helpful for us, but war started is uh, my grandmother had an apartment where we lived, but my father and my mother, they bought an apartment when I was young. But it was empty because we never had money to renovate it. Mm -hmm. So it was empty, but there was an apartment. But we really didn't have, like there was no electricity, no water there, nothing. Yeah, so it wasn't livable. It, it wasn't livable at all. Mm -hmm. Like it was all bad, like it was terrible. So yeah. we couldn't renovate it, we had no money. So, you know, but we had this apartment, I was just standing there. So mm -hmm. she was like thinking about selling this apartment in order to send me to school. 
but the war started, so we didn't want to really sell it because we were had an opportunity to sell it for like before for like fifteen thousand something like this dollars, mm -hmm. which is okay. But uh, the war started, so everything went down, and um, basically what happened, she just borrowed a bunch of those money because my mom is very good at borrowing money. <laughs> she was really hustling a lot, you know. Yeah. Like in America, people live in a credit. So like they have credit cards. Yeah. Or she just had the best friends who kind of like she would borrow, give them back, borrow, give them back. Mm -hmm. So she borrowed a bunch of money for me and she sent me there. And then we sold the apartment. We ended up selling it, I think, for six thousand dollars instead of like fifteen. Wow. Yeah. But we really needed to like pay because I feel like the first school there was like fifteen hundred dollars to just pay for the year of school, mm -hmm. which sounds nothing compared to US. You know, fifty thousand per year. But you know, if you make a hundred dollars, it's a lot of money. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so she sent me back to, uh, she sent me to Poland and I, from, I think I got to Poland in like three days, four days later, I really like, I learned Polish, they're similar, but they're different. So like, but my school was helping to like integrate Ukrainian people there. So they gave you like, you know, you'd go to classes, but if you don't understand something, they're really good. Like they'll teach you, you know, you take the course when mm -hmm. you start. But I went to work when I was like there for three days and I just 17 years old and I went to work right away yeah. I got a job and then um I what, got to what work doing? I got to work I was supposed to be a waiter mm -hmm. uh and then oh no I was supposed to be a dishwasher because okay. I didn't know language to be a waiter it's, ah, it's a lot of language mm -hmm. so and I got to this job and I remember I like missed my boss it's Warsaw I've been here three days it's the city like size kind of like Chicago you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's pretty big city. So it's capital. And yeah. uh, I got there in three days and uh, I got this, I was smoking outside mm -hmm. and there was a girl on the steps, sitting on the steps, complaining how she doesn't want to go to work. Mm -hmm. And I was smoking outside and basically I heard it because she was Russian, I think, mm -hmm. or Ukrainian, whatever. And I was like, I can, I came to her, it was next to my school. I was like, I can go for work for you today. Like, do you want me to oh. go? And she's like, yeah, fine. I was like, and she gave me a phone and I barely explained that I'm coming instead of her because she broke her hand, <laughs> but I'm going to come. But basically yeah, what happened, I missed my bus. Then I went to different directions and I basically got there and I could not understand the word people were saying. There was just an event and I was super busy. And I was like trying to say dishwasher, you know, in Polish, Russian dishes. Mm -hmm. And people were like looking at me, it's only like waiter here. Like we have no place to wash dishes. And then, because uh, we, we already got dishwasher. I was uh -huh. like, yeah, but I came here for dishwasher. I was like an hour and 30 minutes. It was far. So basically my first job being ended up that they just sent me home and mm -hmm. I didn't make any money. And I spent all this time, I bought a t-shirt, like white shirt. But then, you know, I got, oh, no, to be in uniform. Yeah, I, I bought everything and I was like, I was pretty anxious and I couldn't understand much. And then, you know, some people would be like, how you could not understand something and you still went to school. Just again, to clarify that the schools, a lot of those schools in, in uh, Poland, they are very, they were at least very like helpful. Like, because, but also I was in a stressful position, but like they were very helpful. Like I understood stuff when I learned, when like I read and like, you know what I mean? But like my speaking abilities, yeah, they were not mm -hmm. great. Like I, I could understand, I could read, I could like learn things, you know what I mean? Like I could learn the law and shit because we were like having our law stuff, but I could like memorize it, but I can't yeah. really have, I don't really have a knowledge of like speaking language. So that's how it was, at least first months for sure. Yeah, that's intense. You're like, I'm sorry, I'm gonna push this up. That's, that sounds so intense. Okay, so you like, you just like went right over to Poland. You're like, I'm gonna get a job day three. You're gonna cover somebody, show up. You got like a uniform for it, make it all the way there, and then you don't even get to work because they they just don't get it. Yeah, but, like, I, but I got a job later. Yeah, yeah. I was given their flyers. Okay, and so. then I got a dishwasher job. Too. Before we go to the next dishwasher job, it's uh, so many jobs to right, go. Yeah. We uh, gotta uh, be fostered. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, yeah, for sure. So you've you gone through a lot of jobs and stuff. But I was curious, like you know, it sounds like your mom like really, really put everything up for you mm -hmm. to be able to get you to Poland. Like, did you know at the time like what it meant, like what you were asking her to do for you? Yeah. Definitely, because I knew, so there was the one reason she did all of this, mm -hmm. and she told me the only reason she did all of this, because she knew that I can do this. 
Like she really believed in me and like she knew that I was ambitious and she knew that I can do it. That's basically the reason because she always told me if you were lazy or like if you were like, you know, fucked up, like just focus on stupid shit. Yeah. She would never do this for mm -hmm. me. But she did it and I realized it at the time as well and as well as now, like, you know, we wouldn't be where we are without each other. Mm -hmm. And I give her a lot of credit for this because I've had a lot of like kids like one of my friends who had mom and dad, who had like grandparents, they lived so much better. Yeah. And uh, she asked them if she can go to Poland, mm -hmm. right? And their response was, it was too expensive. Right. My mom's response was, you know, first we cried a little bit and stuff, but then we find a way out. Yeah. We had so many less opportunities to do this. It was such a risky thing, you know, yeah. if I, what if I wouldn't get a job? I was 17, you know, they actually only made this year that you can work if you're a student before mm -hmm. it wasn't like, it was so, so messed up. But like, I realized that, you know, she did a lot for me as she explains now, she did it because she believed in me. And also we had no choice kind of like, I didn't want to live in a country where there was a war and we were fighting and people from other parts of Ukraine, they really didn't get the war. Yeah. at this time because they were not attacked but like whenever we had like you know i woke up i didn't actually wake up but my mom woke up whenever someone like shoot our city a little bit yeah uh, i didn't <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I was sleeping well I'm but just... my mom like woke up hard did you hear is like what oh, was like there was like yeah. like shooting outside and shit it's very mother-like yeah yeah and, and she like literally got up like and she was like no i didn't hear that i just want to sleep mm -hmm. But yeah, I lived there and I was like, I living next to it. And I was like, I really, there was a lot of, you know, being gay, there's all just came together to the picture. And then we took a risk and we went to Poland where I lived for three years. Yeah. Well, it, it seems like the, the people that have the least are more willing to give the most, mm -hmm. you know, that could be in any case. And that's so amazing that your, your mom was able to do that for you. It's, and, it's not a lot of parents. I realized yeah. that I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky with my mom. And, uh, you know, I was pretty active in high school. So she yeah. saw the opportunities and uh, she believed in me. Do you have any siblings? I don't. I'm a single child. And what about it's your It's expensive father? to be, to have kids <laughs> in, in Ukraine. You really? Yeah, to have kids in Ukraine, you know, it's kind of expensive, like everywhere. Okay. Like everywhere, so. What about uh, your what about your dad? He left. Um, they kind of, because he was... They, he wasn't really there when I was growing up because mm -hmm. he was constantly going to make money in Russia. So since I was like two or three years old. So he is constantly, and then he would come back for like two weeks out of the year mm -hmm. or like out of six months and try to teach me less. And I was like, bro, <laughs> you're not even here. Try like, to give me a fucking break. break. Yeah. And then they broke up when I was like 15. Okay. So, but like they didn't really live together. You know what I mean? It was like he was, and then he would like go for like six months and don't bring any money. And so mm -hmm. it was weird. So I really never had like a real father, I think. You know what I mean? Because it was yeah. like the guy who comes here and there. So, so you like left with a promise to like be the, the man of the house, almost like going. Yeah, to I took. I brought my mom to Poland five yeah. months later. Yeah, wow. it was it was just so random because um, there was a, a, an ad mm -hmm. in our school that you can basically apply for like kind of courses. There are like only two times per two weeks and they were giving away a visa for this so and it was very hard to get visa like people right. who, who get visa they know like student visa and shit but they were give like in the beginning polish government was given a lot of visas so i was like i saw the opportunity i was like mom like can you drop everything in your life and uh move to poland and then we'll try to get your work permit and work here and uh yeah, and uh, so I moved in September, and I brought her in February. Yeah, did she have to go to school too? To, or she 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 went to this kind of like, but it was free. Uh huh. The school it was not a nice school. It was like some kind of education, like educational. I like I don't even know like for people. Who, I don't know how to explain. Was it like trying to get you into like a new career or something? Like it, I, know, I didn't try to get her a new career. What she ended up doing is working uh, four years mm -hmm. at nights, making pierogies. Pierogies. Like, yeah, yeah, for like twelve. 15-hour shifts. Wow. So the longest shift she had was 36 hours because I was working and she was working, but like... 36 hours straight? like 36 hours straight in wow. Red Bull. Yeah. My mom went through a lot for me, so I'm yeah. very, very grateful. And, um, you know, I had a job, but I also had school, so I had to combine both of these things. Yeah. And uh, she had this 
it was so funny because the way she got a job is I found for us apartment because no one wanted to rent me an apartment. I was 18 year old kid yeah. in Warsaw. So I had to find a studio for us. So I found a very small studio, but it was very cozy. We had a very good time there. And uh, this lady looked at me and I don't know, she believed in me because it was like raining and I came, my whole socks were dirty. <laughs> And uh, I was like 18. Please. I was like, can you, can you please rent me an apartment for 1600? And my mom comes soon. And we still don't know how she's going to get like work and stuff. But yeah. like basically what happened, uh, this lady who rented me an apartment, mm -hmm. she kind of recommended her girlfriend has like the place where she, my mom could work. So I got lucky. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So it's like kind of like Polish dream. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but then she worked there for, for four years. You said earlier, nice people. Yeah. Um, before before we go further, I don't want to skip this part. So you you said you left Ukraine. There, there was a war happening. We know there's a, a big war that's happening right now. Yeah. Was there a potential of you potentially getting like drafted into the war if you didn't leave? Uh, I'm not gonna go in details. Uh, you know, uh, there was always a potential to anyone because everyone gets drafted. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Uh, well, I think nobody I, here really understands. That. Yeah, everyone has a chance mm -hmm. because even because there's not enough people to fight. Yeah, you know, and people are dying, and now it's like more and more like the lower. You know what I mean? So I mean, you can't escape if you go to school or like you know, a lot of people would buy like some papers that you cannot go. Yeah, like, let's say people would buy that they're sick or something, right? Because you know, it's a big corruption. So, but I think it's they're better with corruption now, so they're actually like stopping it now. Mm -hmm. So you can't really escape this shit. But you know, I I don't know. Yeah. I but I really left at 17. Yeah. I came back there like over three years living in Poland, three or four times only. Mm -hmm. And last time I came back, it was not pleasant too. So it was like, you know, okay. I, don't, I don't really want to come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So we have you, you left for Ukraine at 17, made it over to Poland. You brought your mother, uh, yeah. you brought your mom over. It's so amazing and awesome. Like, what a good. great son. And then where'd you, where'd you go from there? Uh, it was hard first year when it was still in the first year of my school. It was just a bunch of like, honestly, my 18, 19 and 20 year old, there is not much to talk about besides my uh, jobs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there is really not, I was just working nonstop. I was working in retail, first I was working dishwasher, then I worked as a receptionist. Then I worked both jobs and I was like working in a dance school as a receptionist and in retail. Then I worked for like some shitty marketing company that kind of like went down. <laughs> yeah. So that was just all, that's all my, yeah. my, my school years. I really didn't go out much. I went like a couple times per month, maybe like sometimes three, four times yeah. sometimes mm -hmm. with some of the people. And I really didn't really have a lot of friends. So like I had like one good friend mm -hmm. and stuff. And all I did, it was just working. And especially like last year when I really wanted to save more money for U.S. I was like working, working. What, what made you want to move to U.S.? And like I told you, I was just watching too much TV show Friends. <laughs> I was just really watched Friends a lot. And uh, then I started watching Gossip Girl. And then I kind of felt like there is a whole niche on YouTube where the Ukrainian Russian people who moved here, they talk about U.S. Yeah. Most of the time. And they go viral all the time because mm -hmm. like Ukrainian, like Ukrainian people, not that much actually, but Russian people love to see something bad about U.S. Yeah. So all the videos is going to be like, I can't believe this is happening in America, you know, or like this. So there's a lot of like negative or like how bad, like it's how bad for girls nails here because like <laughs> Russian girls are so good at nails. Oh. That's a fact. But there's going to be like this kind of video. So I watched a lot of YouTube. Mm -hmm. And um, that's how I like understood what YouTube is at first. So I watched like a lot of like vloggers and I was like, oh, I wish mm -hmm. I could be there one day. And then, you know. Did like the working at the marketing company play into that at all? Or? No, working yeah. at my, it was like months and a half and they went down. <laughs> so like mm -hmm. put our last followers into you. So, uh, so you got obsessed with YouTube and then like what, like what really got you on the path? Like, like that's, I feel like that's a scary decision to be like, I want to be a content creator. Um, what got me, I always wanted to be a YouTuber. Mm -hmm. I never really wanted to be an actor that much. I just thought I wanted to be an actor or something, but I always wanted to be a YouTuber. I tried to do my blog, uh, in, um, Poland, but I knew that I'm going to move to America and the biggest trap you can get yourself into is if you're going to bank an audience in different language. Mm -hmm. So then you have an audience in different language. 
and you start for zero from this audience, first of all, this audience not helping you, they only like commenting your stuff and they would like push you to the wrong audience. Or skipping it, yeah. Yeah. So first of all, that would be like, you know, so I hold on and I always wanted to do YouTube, but I couldn't do YouTube because I was like, sometimes I felt like I would be too feminine or people would start to ask me private questions. So I pushed it all the way to the time when I kind of saw like a bunch of like gay creators, even like from Ukraine and Russia, not Ukraine, Russia, actually. There was like a couple guys who I saw who were like, but they were not openly gay. They didn't do gay content. They were just like them being them. You but everyone, knew. yeah, but kind of people knew they were gay. Mm -hmm. And then a bunch, I saw a bunch of like people on TikTok. And uh, even before people on TikTok, I saw a bunch of people on YouTube who are living their best gay life, as you said. And then they're making content out of it. And then they just make it not a disadvantage, but advantage to be gay. And I saw there was a big amount of people who are like potentially interested in watching these videos. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I need to come out and uh, I need to start doing videos. Cause I, I had something to say, cause I went for like different relations, not relationships, <laughs> not relationships, uh, but like two like experiences that I kind of went through and I wanted to share and like laugh about stuff. And then I just really wanted to do YouTube. So yeah. that was like a dream. And then first I went viral on TikTok and then YouTube really didn't grow for a while, but TikTok was the first. Well, you're skipping, right? So like, where'd you go first? Like how, how'd that happen? To where? To so, where did, so you moved to America? I moved to America in three years. I worked this way. Where'd you go? Yeah. Where'd you go first? It's just going to be such a long Doesn't path. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you just in yeah. a couple of words because it's going to be so long. Yeah. I moved to Maryland for three months. Mm -hmm. Then I moved to Chicago for two years. Then I moved to LA for six months. Mm -hmm. Then I moved to Austin, Texas for a year. And then I moved to New York. So I did all these things. I mostly worked as a waiter mm -hmm. and uh, a couple of retail jobs were there, but uh, I worked as a re waiter and then I wasn't really making a lot of money at yeah. all. Um, I was doing better in Chicago, but it was like nothing comparing, you know. And then I was a stripper for six months in LA. Not six months. What am I saying? I went to LA. I started to do it in November and I left in February. So it was like less than three months. Yeah. Then. So I, I was a little stripper for like twice per week, but it was terrible. I didn't like it. <laughs> and uh, then I moved to Austin. And in Austin, that's where I, again, got a job at this company that was call center so i had to like sell people houses and shit oh wow so yeah it was annoying because it was like 200 calls or like 300 calls oh. per day it was annoying and yeah. uh people are not smart mm -hmm. so then you know i got a job again as a waiter and then i was like okay it's over like it's time to make three tiktoks per day yeah and then when i started doing it and during all of this time i tried to start tiktok multiple times and i tried to start youtube but i was failing a lot because of the okay i was failing a lot because of the lack of knowledge yeah you know what i mean that's just a miniature child trying to break in here yeah oh guys don't be worried about it yeah like that's why we don't have kids right now so yeah so basically i tried to do different times tiktok but it's always failed because it's like trying to do dance or pretend I'm straight and like do jokes about like girls and stuff. And it kind of failed, failed. I don't know. I think I tried like four, four or five. I think on the fifth time is when I actually like did it. Yeah. And uh, that was just a video pictures of myself. I was like, let me introduce myself. Can I pull you? And it got like 2,800 views. Can I pull you? Yeah. yeah. And it was 2,800 views. Nice. In like six hours mm -hmm. i was like holy moly 2800 and there was like people started following me like 300 mm -hmm. followers 400 followers and then after this it took off got it so it took it took pretty a long persistent. time i was uh, pretty persistent but i was giving up because i didn't know how the social media work I, it's so funny i knew because i watched watched a bunch of youtubers but i was kind of like so stuck in my head yeah and i couldn't apply things that i knew but do you, do you believe it? Because there's so many people that tell you, like, they have the videos, like, this is how you grow. This is how you, like, I don't believe that stuff. Do you believe that stuff? Like, all I mean, that. if they have 500 followers or 5,000 followers, I don't believe this stuff. But if I watch Mr. Yeah. Beast, I think it's pretty logical. Mr. Beast, absolutely. You know what I mean? Or if I watch someone who is actually showed the results, I think mm -hmm. that YouTube algorithm, at least very predictable. Yeah. I feel like TikTok is, you know, it's TikTok. It's very, very treating people differently. Yeah. You know, but I feel like <laughs> YouTube algorithm, like reels on Instagram, mm. uh, it's very predictable. Like you can literally like, if I open a video, 
and I see 11 million views, I can tell why this video has mm -hmm. 11 million views. It's just based on specific factors. So if you apply those factors, majority of the time you can go viral, you can do well, but then you also have to figure out in the long term how this, where is it going to get you? You know what I mean? So yeah. that's harder. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so we we you, you get it sounds like you had a lot of growth. <laughs> I'm sorry. You, no, I no, I love it's it. It's all over the place. It's, no, this is a story that people like don't get to hear, right? Yeah. So like you know you went that's only like, me and my assistant, yeah, <laughs> or my boyfriend. Yeah, and your assistant, your your mom, and everything. Like everybody doesn't know like the background, which is so important because they just see the guy on the street and like it's scrappy, right? You, you did a lot of stuff to get to where you are, and like here yeah. you are, and I don't I don't know if we said what city you're in. We're in this beautiful city. In the northern part of America, and it looks like you, it looks like you're doing pretty well. Uh, like you've, you've definitely grown a lot. Have you, do you ever suffer like from like imposter syndrome? Like you just don't think things are real. I'm so basic. I'm gonna say yes, because <laughs> like I feel like a lot of people. I I watched a TikTok video actually, mm -hmm. and the guy was saying if you have imposter syndrome, you're gonna get a lot ahead of life. Yeah, exactly. Because you kind of feel like you're up it, there. You can lose it all. I think people don't like people see this. You know. Before I started doing interviews on the street, I did like I already had like six hundred forty-five thousand. I remember this, and it was staled for months. Yeah. That's why I started like I need to evolve because it's staled. I'm doing something wrong. Those videos getting twenty thousand views. Like I need to evolve. But it was like over half million, and it was like on Instagram it was like a hundred thousand. I was like I had like some base before I started doing interviews, and um, this base didn't come from nowhere. And it was a lot of like trial and er error and fail and like. You know, you think you have all these people who follow you, but then you become irrelevant. My point for about imposter syndrome is just I don't even know if I don't even know if it's imposter syndrome. I'm just aware that everything I have right now can go away within a day or like two. So like I don't I don't I didn't build wealth. I didn't mm -hmm. build like the only thing that is the most valuable is my YouTube community, I think. Yeah. Because they're like always there wherever I do, you know. Whenever we raised twenty thousand dollars recently for all GPTQ youth, thank you. Which is very big deal because I wanted to do something like this for a long time, but I'm not rich by any means, and I'm so far away from it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I do invest a lot of money back in my content. Mm -hmm. So my point, I didn't build wealth or something. I built like people community that I like and that likes me. And uh, this community, and I do like live streams every single Sunday mm -hmm. on YouTube. And it would be like 10, 20,000 views overall. Like, not right away, but like there would be like 200 people watching. Then over, over the week, it would get to 10,000. Mm -hmm. But those 10,000, they're more valuable than millions that I have on TikTok. Right. Because those 10,000s can just sit there and listen to what I say to you right now. Right. So this is the biggest, like, I don't know, ass, not asset. This is the biggest, I'm proud of this thing. But besides this, besides those people, which is a lot, you know, I didn't build like I didn't buy an apartment. I didn't like you know, mm -hmm. like I'm just a guy who does entertainment stuff. On I'm I'm just making videos on the internet, so I'm pretty aware of like how there's every single day there is a new guy who starts TikTok. Yeah, tons younger, hotter, smarter, whatever. Mm -hmm. There is someone else coming, so I'm pretty aware that I'm not like nowhere near where I would want to be and feel like I'm not imposter syndrome or something. Mm -hmm. I'm just aware that things that you have today everything, mm -hmm. tomorrow no one cares about you. And maybe I'm saying it way too, you know what I mean? Maybe I'm like way too no. harsh, but like I'm just pretty aware and that's why I'm like trying to treat people good. Yeah. So, but also I never want to go into this <laughs> moment when I'm irrelevant like this. Right. So I work for it to not be like this. That, that you makes know sense. I mean? But like I'm like, I was in a movie premiere. I was like, what am I doing here? <laughs> but like, you know, the guy like, the way I got there was pretty logical because I do social media and yeah. like a lot of people tell you, you know, now if you have like a million followers, if you tell people about this, mm -hmm. they would listen to you. Yeah. And this, like even if 10 people listen to you, this 10 yeah. people will tell it to other 10 people, this other people 10, you know, it's a big power when people have. Yeah. And I don't really get like, you know, I don't really get like scared about like I'm going to lose tomorrow or everything, but I'm just aware of things. So Yeah. So you, you obviously you, you've discovered, you know, recently or maybe before, like the power of your voice or the power of your following. 
Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, there's. I, I, I always think about power bottom. <laughs> uh -huh, yeah, the, the power, the power of bottom. Power, power of top. Yeah. Or, so, like, have have you like have you tested that at all? Like, do, like, um, have you felt like a, a surge of like your voice is now being heard and that you can you know potentially impact people with your reach? I think I impacted people even when I had like five thousand followers mm. because people text me and like, oh, thank you for coming out and stuff. I think any single person who has like 500 followers has an impact. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some people have it more, some people less, but there is a lot of people who have like 15 million followers on Instagram or like whatever, and then they ask something people to do to donate or something, yeah. and you see nothing happens. They have no sense of So yeah, Oprah. I kind of feel like, I don't know, <laughs> I have no idea about her. But uh, my point is like, you can, it just depends what kind of community you have. Yeah. Like, I just feel cozy with my community, and that's what's the most important. I, I don't think I have a lot of power, though, yet. Yet. I like, yeah. He's like, Maybe. doesn't know yet. We're working on it. I feel like I provide a good entertainment for people who like this kind of entertainment, because there's a lot of people who don't like the entertainment. Yeah. And I like to mix, like, whenever I do content, I just like to mix stuff, you know, mm -hmm. like, fun stuff and sometimes it would like serious conversation and stuff and then people would be like why did you do only kiss or slap videos well i don't only do kiss or slap videos mm -hmm. that's what you see because algorithm shows you and exactly. it triggers you yeah, yeah, yeah. there is like i made over this three years i just don't want to lie but like close to 2000 or over probably over 2000 videos in mm -hmm. three years it's a lot of videos yeah. you know like only interviews over this past year we're at interview, let me, wait, hold on. Mike sent me the interview number because he sends me always. Um, so in the past year. And who is Mike? Is my assistant. Okay. So A-Boy, 421 videos we did so far and it's only videos of interviews. And also a bunch of them didn't make the, to the edit. So it's 421 videos. It's 365 days in a year. So yeah. it's every single day. And then I have like backup account, then I have a pictures, then I have Twitter, all this stuff. So it takes a lot of like effort mm -hmm. to manage all of this. And people are saying, it was just to talk to people on the street. It was like- no. I know. Like if everyone would be thinking like, you can just go and talk and make every single conversation interesting, but there's like literally hundreds of other people who try to do this. Mm -hmm. This is not how it works. There is like knowledge behind, or sometimes it's luck because you can find lucky person like, you know, you can find someone who can give you good content out of nowhere like French girl did. You know yeah. what I mean? But lucky pretty people. <laughs> you don't have to be pretty. Actually. It helps. It, it helps. definitely helps. For <laughs> sure. For the for the pretty people it helps. So. Okay, so all right, so you you've amassed a great following. You still want to grow more and 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 I'm sure you will and completely still very humble about it. But say that you're you're able to go back and and change something, <laughs> do you think that you would? I would come out earlier. Yeah. I would start only fence earlier. Mhm. Mm and um, that's it. <laughs> I think that I would come out at 20 years old. And if I came out at 20 years old and like keep building the knowledge, I would be mm -hmm. a little farther away now. Like I would be, but I don't regret it. I feel like, because you know, it's like kind of controversial because if I would have come out earlier, I wouldn't experience all the hard jobs that I had to experience. Yeah. So sometimes people nowadays, they can really become rich and famous when they're 16, yeah. 17. But I really, really appreciate the years when I have to like wake up at 6 a.m., you know, and then come back home at like 8 p.m. and then like sometimes later, you know, and like hustle and like listen to the Sia, I'm unstoppable, <laughs> I'm unstoppable yes, today. Yes. I'm unstoppable terrible voice but my voice not see us yeah we love you but my point is like you see this is controversial because like if i would have come out started doing youtube and it would take it off earlier i already had like three hard years in poland but i yeah. actually happy that i experienced a lot of like um american like work culture and yeah. working with people who are in us because this is the way you learn culture you, yeah. yeah because you can just move here and still be an immigrant you will never integrate yeah. unless you know the jokes and stuff it's it sounds like it made you really strong you moved around a lot you went through a lot of hardships and continued my poor mom <laughs> yeah, yeah she was on the phone with me all over this my mom was like literally was like you know, when I was in LA getting coronavirus, I had a lawn there and it was oh, like, no. no one helps. And like your child lays down. Uh, my mom, like, you know, we need to buy her an apartment. So smash the like button, <laughs> please. So we can monetize yeah, we, this we, video. We need that. But, we need that apartment. Um, so, okay. So you, you said you would have came out at 20, but when did you actually come out? 23. 23. I was, yeah. I was 22. No, I was 22, like this. Uh, 
So my birthday was January 2nd. Yeah. I came out in like December 23rd or something. So Where were you? How did you come out? I made a video on TikTok, very basic, yeah. Okay. I made a video on TikTok with the walking over the LGBTQ flag uh, on a gas station because there was a trend when everyone was dancing in the gas station. Yeah. But I did it in front of the Bank of America because gas station was closed or something. Or it was, I don't remember, it was yeah. night when we filmed it. And I just used the song Kings and Queens and I was just lip syncing it and walking outside of the car without t-shirt yeah. with the gay flag. Who was there with you? My friend. Like, we don't talk anymore. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. He was kind of like fell in love with me and stuff. And I saw him as a friend. That's that tough. I him. Yeah. But I'm forever grateful he filmed this video. <laughs> so, because I wanted to go home and he's like, I wanted to do this video, but he was like, let's do it now. I was like, it's kind of cold. It was yeah. super cold. It was like 50 degree. And uh, it was like, no, let's just do it now. I was like, oh, okay, let's do it. And I hold on. I waited to post this video on December. I wanted to post it near Christmas because I knew all people will be home. <laughs> so you see, that there, there was... He's always uh, thinking. There was a knowledge. <laughs> there was a knowledge. And well, then yeah. it took off. And in three days, I got like 130,000 followers. Wow. Because I already had like... No, I got 100,000 followers because I was at 30K at this point. Which is pretty good oh my God. for a month. Yeah, it was that's pretty crazy. good. But I was posting like four or five TikToks per day. Yeah. So uh, I was already at 30K. And then this video kicked out. And I, but by the end of the year, I was definitely at like 135. And then there's, they're like, oh, there's a new guy. His name is Art. <laughs> and then I walked this flag forever. I'm here. <laughs> this. Like, I was walking this flag for six months in every city. People just loved it. It was, yeah. I thought it was truthful. You know, like Mr. Beast says, he can go viral for something truthful, controversial, or something else he said, like different types. This was truthful, so. Yeah, that's great. How did you feel that day? Like I was good. Yeah. I was looking at my numbers. I was with my girlfriend. Uh, you didn't have any regrets, like, that when you posted it initially? Or, like, were you scared? No. But you've already come out to your like to your. your I mom. told my mom already like a month before this. Okay. Yeah. And how was she? She was fine by this time because I came out to her when I was twenty at first. Okay. And then she didn't take it well. She just said we can fix it, <laughs> but because yeah. we were drunk together. Yeah, yeah. And then the next morning, she uh, actually uh, we pretended that I'm straight for the next three years. Yeah. But then I told her, but I was like working in gay neighborhoods, talk about gay people over these three years. And when I came out, she said, well, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this is for real. Yeah, so this is for real. So I told my mom, I told my roommate before, when I just moved to Austin, I kind of came out to her fast. Yeah. And I told a couple of my friends before. And then I was just like, okay, who cares about what my high school yeah. teachers will think about me? So, because I really cared, like, what if people who I yeah. never see again will think about me? So, which is a mistake. And who fucking cares? Right? I did, but no, yeah. not anymore. It, it's subscribe, so hard. Subscribe not... to the OnlyFans, baby. <laughs> <laughs> see me on there. See who I am. Yeah. I love that. Face. So, where's your mom live now? Poland. She's still, still Poland? Poland. Yeah, she's Any plans to move here? No. She has a good she life there. there. She really built a good life. It's been like nine years since she lived there. Mm. So, not everyone wants to live in America. You know, I think it's a great place to live without, with every single minus we have, there's a lot to work on, but like a lot of people are happy where they are. And I would not put her through challenge moving here again, because yeah. again, if I was rich, you know, yeah. far away from this, I would, I don't want my mom work again because she doesn't know language making pierogies. Yeah. You know, like I don't want to put her again through this and there's no reason. So she has a good life. She has a boyfriend, you know? Oh, she's a boyfriend. That's amazing. Yeah, they've been together five years. Oh wow. Okay, that's so, long. Do I like him? Not necessarily. <laughs> I mean, he's he's okay. He's good, but um, well, longer than most gay relationships or gay marriages, actually. So that's yeah. Okay, so but do you feel like like America is your forever home? Yeah, I think so. Are you in a relationship? What do I mean? I mean, not everybody. Are you like, are you are you dating somebody? Are you single? We talked about it in a bit. Right, okay, we did. And the, on the podcast, I'm repeating myself. I do that sometimes. Yeah, we talk about it. I'm yeah. dating for two and a half years. Right, you said you said you were dating two and a half years. And like, mm. I, do you believe in marriage? I really don't give a fuck. Yeah? <laughs> I have no time in a day to think about it. I don't know. Marriage is fine. I really don't care. I mean, I think marriage is good for like some people. For some people, no. Do I want to get married one day? Yes. Do I want to have kids one day? Yes. If yeah. I'm super rich, three. If I'm not rich, two. So, you know what I mean? That's pretty much... Uh, You'll probably be a better dad if you're not rich, though. Probably. But I don't want to be super rich, no. Yeah. I don't want to be super rich. But what, what is too rich? much? What's rich to you? It's like $10 million net worth. 
Not worth? Yeah. Like that's not even that much. Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay. I think when it's too much money is, yeah. you know what I mean? I mean, it's just, <laughs> you have like 500 bucks in your account, I have like 600 bucks. It's like, that's not that much. dollars is not that much. It's like. We got that. We got that. Yeah. Uh, listen, hit the donate button now. We're trying to get the 10 million. <laughs> it's like, it's pretty a lot, you know. Yeah, get, you know. It, it is a high number, it's but I, high number. I don't know. I think some people think when they say rich, like, I want a hundred million dollars. I want 10 million, and 10 million a year. You know, I want to have, I never want a hundred million dollars. Yeah. I think the most I would get like 30. Do you feel like, I, I don't want, I don't want, if I ever had, like, if someone would tell me like how much money I can yeah. get, like unlimited money I can give you right now, I would take probably like 30 million. I don't want to have a hundred million. So much responsibility. you your brain going crazy <laughs> like people who win lottery do you see what yeah. happens to them they, they lose it all they don't fucking finish well yeah you don't want you don't want this amount of money and it like sure, sure that's why I, like i like to mm -hmm. get to my goals and slowly grow because yeah. then if you get like super famous in one day get super rich in one day what's the point yeah i don't know i mean probably there's a lot of things i can do but that's not what i want to do there is a sidebar though there was an aunt that like won the lottery with her little like nephew and they they signed a ticket together, and she said, "I signed it for good luck." Well, they split the the winnings, and the, she ended up trying to sue him for it, and she died a year later. Yeah, and I was like, so unfortunate. Like, what the lottery can do to people and a lot of money, but yeah, like, you know, but do you do you feel like the money's changed you at all? Like, you're not you're not where you want to be, you say, but like, but you do you think you've changed? Like, you're obviously doing a lot better than you were. No. I don't know. I don't think I have enough. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't uh, think yeah, I have enough to be changed and yeah. to test myself for change. Yeah, like um, I don't know. I feel like when we talk about change, if like if someone makes like I don't know two hundred k per month or hundred k per month, that's a big money that can change you. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. But like, yeah. um, I'm far away from this kind of numbers, mm -hmm. so. Uh, there is nothing that can, I don't, I don't know. Like, I really don't care. Like I'm, I'm wearing Burberry short right now, guys. Yeah. The only thing that the way I bought it from gift card, like I would not spend $720 and I literally talked about it before. Like I regret it. Cause I went to Europe and I That's bought like, $725. Yeah. And I went, I went to Europe and I bought like six, no, sorry. Uh, like 30 pieces of clothes for like 500 or 600. Yes. Right. That's you know, what I mean? I was, like, sent suitcase there. But it was Zara. You know, yeah. it was so good because it fits me well there in Europe, not in America. Box but cut. like, yeah, I wear Burberry, but it's the only like one luxury thing I have. And I bought it from gift card. And the only reason I bought it, because I saw there is a guy who was hot, who was mm. like, oh, he looks so good in this. I, oh. like, I wish I could like look like this too. Oh, and like, yeah. it makes my muscles bigger. And I bought X, I bought S actually. I was like, oh, it makes my muscles, it's going to make me bigger. So it's like, it's good for the videos. So it was kind of investment too. But yeah, I don't really care about this. So is this a write-off? Everything is <laughs> you just write it off, right? Yeah, like, but like, write it off. but that's a uniform. Yeah, we're filming it now. <laughs> but basically, um, yeah, I really and the only thing I would want to spend money on, like, that's my kind of goal. I know it sounds Ukrainian or Soviet Union, but I would really want to have like apartment for my mom at first, maybe, yeah, and then for me. Wow, like I would want to have like New York City apartment, one bedroom, mm -hmm. for, like a million dollars, and. uh I know, right? Ambitious goals. But that's not gonna buy you anything in a few years. But you know what I mean? Like I was yeah. that's the only one thing. I don't care about Gucci or like whatever. I like to travel. Yeah. You know what I spend money on? I saw you took your first first class trip. That was really cool. I did, but I'd not get doing it again now because it was too expensive. Yeah. But what I like to spend money on if I go to travel or if I go work for traveling, yeah. I want to have a very nice hotel. That's like, you know, like some people spend money. The re I tell you why. Like it goes all from childhood. Because yeah. whenever I was growing up, I really didn't have a hot water. So first of all, we had we didn't have a sink in the kitchen to wash dishes. Oh. So we washed our dishes. Basically, you boil water and you wash it all in water. I don't know. It was mm -hmm. so dirty. <laughs> so and oh, then, like let the people know. like it's Yeah. Bad. And then we didn't have the hot water. We only had to like boil it first. And then it would take forever to put it in, you know what I mean, in the bath, yeah. best tub, whatever. So I would like take a good shower, a good not shower. We didn't have shower, so yeah. I would take a good bath on like once per week. And yeah. the other days I would just boil the water and put in this third circle thing, put it on my uh, washer, in the, and like wash myself like this. Yeah. You know, I had a video about this on my YouTube. Mm -hmm. So. Um, 
So I really like comfort because I really didn't have it when I was growing up. And it's not like, like we just, it was hard to like bring water. It was yeah. too expensive for us. There were a bunch of people in my town who had hot water and shit. So it was, it was, it's not like I came up with. So it was more know, of like a poverty was, problem, not necessarily. It was not the city problem. It was just, mm-hmm. we couldn't afford it. It was right. kind of too much and kind of like. Maybe we could afford it at some point, but we never had it. Yeah. So we kind of was like, okay, let's just, you know. So whenever I moved to Poland and I had a shower, I was taking the shower five times per day. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So it all comes from childhood. Yeah. Okay. Like, I realized that all this, like, nice hotels, like, I would spend much more money on them. Because also, like, I know if I go somewhere and I'm not comfortable sleeping, like, yeah. washing myself, I would not be productive. I would be, like, so mad so mad at myself because yeah. like, I can't do it now. It's a work trip, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So I would be like, I would, sometimes if I get mad, sometimes it's just <laughs> some toxic. I also like nice hotels too, not like just a place to lay my head. I hear people are like, we're not even gonna be there. I'm like, yeah, we are. Yeah, some people can just, oh, I'm gonna sleep at my friend's couch. I don't wanna ever wanna do this. Yeah. I really like, it's just enough. I don't yeah, you do what you gotta couch. do, but you've worked past yeah. that. Okay. Well, all right, so that, that sounds like we've gone over your, your story. That sounds pretty, yeah, there is a lot of other stuff. So if you want yeah. part two someday, yeah. you can ask questions. Ask appropriate questions. Though. Yeah. Don't ask them inappropriate. If you if you have don't a qu- be mean guys. If you have a question, please ask your questions in the Q and A within the podcast, and we we'll see if you know if our will will like to answer them or not. Yeah, I mean, I, I would be shy sometimes. He's he's super sweet. I'll just let you know for the people that don't know. Incredibly humble, incredibly nice guy. I. Definitely didn't expect it. No, I'm just kidding. No, he was so sweet from the beginning. He definitely did yeah, not expect it. He's, he's, yeah, he's very, he's very blind to the point, but um, helped me out a lot. So um, thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you so much for talking to me. No one wants to invite me to their podcast still. <laughs> I don't I don't feel like they're... Ha- I don't think I have enough story to tell. No, I think it's you, you just take the limelight. Like you've, had, you've gone through it. But like no yeah. cares. You know, I'm not talking about like Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. That- <laughs> We'll talk about now and but again taylor swift made travis i know yeah and i love taylor taylor swift so no no offense i'm just being here no bad. you're good you're good yeah so anything else in my that's that's it do you have any closing remarks anything you'd like mm-hmm. to share with the audience of people that you talk to all the time that uh, all i'm saying is like don't be judgmental if you have some parts like oh my gosh what do you mean how do you do this guys like no, no one fucking helped us. And uh, don't be judgmental because I can't tell you my whole life story in one hour sure. or two hours or three hours. And I don't want to because it was a lot of pain sometimes and things yeah. that I don't want to talk about. Things that we can skip because I just don't want to talk about it. But it's just annoying sometimes, you know. Yeah. The most annoying part for me is I never really benefited from being born in Ukraine in my life. Like there was only like a lot of pain there. And I grew up there till 17. And there's like, I would post a picture from somewhere and like write some nice caption. It would be like comments, oh, go back, fight to your country. Ugh. Or like, oh, we send Ukraine billions of dollars. And now mm-hmm. this Ukrainian people move here and build the wealth for them. So I was like, bitch, I moved here. Like first, I left Ukraine 10 years ago. It's like nine and a half, but it's going to be 10 years soon. Mm-hmm. 10 years ago, I left, you know, I'm pretty goddamn sure that no one helped me here. Never had like food stamps or stuff like this. It was, no one helped. And it was $500 and uh, there was a dream and there was a a lot of work and pain and uh, there is a high price, but sometimes people just see the person and they think they're just fine. Sometimes they're not just fine. You know, they've just been, yeah. So it's like... Don't be so judgmental. When you see someone on social media, you don't know what they're going to throw and you don't know. It's just overall advice for people. Like, you don't know what this person is going through right now. Like, I've seen so many people who are super happy on camera and then you talk to them and they're like, hate everything they do. Yeah. So, like, please don't be judgmental to me. I really want a good comments in this video because <laughs> I don't have ability to delete them. <laughs> I don't have the ability to delete the bad comments. So please write a good comments, guys. Please support my friend Matikas and uh, subscribe to his channel. And I hope he's going to do very well and he's going to keep grinding. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ari. I appreciate it. We'll, we'll do our best. Leave really great comments, guys. Love you guys. Bye.